It's very common for non-lawyers, as well as lawyers who do not focus their law practices on intellectual property law, to mix up the different types of intellectual property, trademarks, copyrights, patents, and trade secrets. The purpose of this episode is just to provide a basic explanation of the differences between trademarks, which are designed to identify the source of goods or services and to avoid consumer confusion, copyrights, which are designed to protect creative expressive works, patents, which are designed to grant a limited monopoly for use of inventions and processes in exchange for public disclosure, and trade secrets, which are aimed to protect business secrets that provide a competitive advantage so long as reasonable measures are taken to maintain the secrecy. Those are the basic types of intellectual property and their basic differences. Now I'll dig into a bit more detail about what each type of intellectual property is designed to protect on this episode of... It's the Keith Law PLLC podcast, and I'm Jason Keith, attorney in Houston, Texas. Keith Law is a Texas-based law firm that helps businesses protect and enhance their competitive advantages by assisting with trademark issues and identifying and protecting trade secrets. The firm's goal is to help businesses prevent and address business problems, and I hope this podcast will do the same. A trademark is any word, name, symbol, device, or any combination of those things that are used by a person or business to identify and distinguish that business's goods or services from the goods or services of others, thereby distinguishing the source of the goods or services. A trademark is different from a copyright or a patent or a trade secret. A copyright protects an artistic or literary work, and a patent protects an invention. Trademarks protect words, slogans, logos, colors, or other symbols that are used to designate goods that are originated, sponsored, or endorsed by the owner of the mark. Generic terms are unprotectable. The owner of a mark can sue anyone who uses a mark that's likely to lead to confusion as to the origin, sponsorship, or endorsement of the goods or services associated with the mark. Use of a mark gives rise to common law rights, and registration gives significant advantages by giving rise to statutory rights. The duration of protection is 10 years from the date of registration, which is renewable for additional 10-year periods if the mark is still in use. Refer back to my previous or earlier blog post and podcast episode that's focused on maintaining your registered trademark. A corporate name is not a trademark, even though it can function as both a trade name and a trademark. As I've said in earlier blog posts and episodes, reservation of a corporate name through a state agency, such as the Texas Secretary of State, or even formation of a corporation or other business entity with a particular name will not establish trademark rights in that name. Even though a company name could be used as a trademark, trade names perform a very different function from trademarks and service marks. Specifically, trade names identify a business entity, while trademarks and service marks identify products or services and the goodwill associated with those products or services. And although trademarks may be federally registered through the USPTO, that's the United States Patent and Trademark Office, 
trade names may not be federally registered. Registrability of a term as a trademark or a service mark when it's also a business name hinges entirely upon the manner in which the name is used. This distinction between trade name use and trademark use is frequently very difficult. It depends upon the likely reaction of consumers upon looking at the label or advertisement in question. Moving on to copyrights, the U.S. Constitution grants to Congress the power to protect the, quote, writings, close quote, of, quote, authors, close quote. The word author here is construed very broadly. It means any person or entity, such as a business entity, who is a creator or originator. Also, the word writings here is interpreted to include any physical rendering of the fruits of creative, intellectual, or aesthetic labor. Congress and the various copyright statutes that have been passed over time has gradually expanded the scope of copyright to protect new forms of expression. The current copyright statute extends protection to, quote, original works of authorship fixed in a tangible medium of expression, close quote. Works of authorship currently include the following eight categories, literary works, musical works, including any accompanying words, dramatic works, including any accompanying music, pantomimes and choreographic works, pictorial, graphic, and sculptural works, motion pictures and other audiovisual works, sound recordings, and architectural works. These categories illustrate the general area of copyright subject matter. It's not necessarily everything the scope of original works of authorship that the law is designed to protect. New or newly significant forms of expression may be protected if they are within this general area of subject matter. Names, titles, slogans, and other single words or short phrases are not subject to copyright, but protection may be available under the law of trademark or under some other theory such as unfair competition. Works created on or after 1978 receive copyright protection for the life of the author plus 50 years. Now moving into patent. A patent is a type of intellectual property that gives its owner the legal right to exclude others from making, using, or selling the invention. That's a monopoly for a limited number of years in exchange for publicly disclosing the invention's details. In the United States, patents are divided into two categories, which I don't need to go into here, but just to, to let you know, it's utility patents and design patents. And I only mention those two types of patents to let you know that utility patents last for 20 years from the date of the patent application being filed, and design patents for 15 years from the date the patent application's filed. Reasons for protecting patents in the way we do is to create an incentive to invest in the research and development of inventions and to maintain a public record of details of inventions even after the monopoly ends or after production of the invention ceases. Now into one of my favorite types of intellectual property, it's trade secrets. Trade secrets really are an alternative to patents in some cases. In other cases, it's more than an alternative to patents because some trade secrets are not even patentable to begin with, such as customer lists. 
But I've previously published entire blog posts and podcast episodes on trade secrets. And I'll link those in the podcast show notes. So I'll keep this one brief. Generally, under Texas law, a trade secret is one, two, and three. One, a secret that's two, used by a business. That three, gives that business a competitive advantage over those who don't know or use the secret. To benefit from TUTSA, that's the Texas Uniform Trade Secrets Act, the business needs to take, quote, reasonable measures, close quote, or reasonable steps to maintain the secrecy of the trade secret. The benefits of a trade secret over a patent include that it does not have a definite duration, meaning it doesn't expire, and public disclosure of the trade secret is not required, which can be very valuable in a world of ubiquitous copycat knockoffs. On the other hand, reverse engineering of trade secrets is legal and permissible, assuming no one violates a legal duty in contributing to the reverse engineering. Patents, you're not legally allowed to reverse engineer a patented invention. Another benefit of trade secrets is that they don't just apply to inventions, but to other business information as well, such as customer lists and internal processes. So although I often look at trade secrets and patents as two approaches to the same thing, really the umbrella of trade secrets is much broader than what's possibly covered by patent protection. The takeaways from this episode, although intellectual property terminology can be confusing, I hope this episode will help you understand the basic differences between trademarks, copyrights, patents, and trade secrets. Remember, Trademarks are aimed at identifying the sources of goods and services and avoiding consumer confusion. Copyrights are designed to protect creative, expressive works. Patents are designed to grant a limited-term monopoly for the use of inventions and processes in exchange for public disclosure. And trade secrets are aimed at protecting business secrets that provide a competitive advantage so long as reasonable measures are taken to maintain the secrets. Subscribe to the Keith Law PLLC podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Check the show notes for information related to this episode. And if you have a question about this episode, email me or schedule a call using my Calendly link found in the show notes and on my website at www.keith.com. Dot law. When you use the Calendly link to schedule a call, please include information so that I can have a chance to prepare for your question before I call you at the time you selected. Disclaimer, this audio is for informational purposes only and should not be misinterpreted as legal or other professional advice. If you have a legal question, you should consult with an attorney in your jurisdiction. This is Jason Keith thanking you for listening to the Keith Law PLLC podcast.